1: Welcome to Brother Date everybody, Olympics edition. i I'm Matthew Nielsen. I'm
0: Judah Nielsen. Not not wanting to get sued by the notoriously I mean they suck. Well <laughs> like you know what I mean, they're litigious, but like they're so litigious that I not they just suck.
1: Alright, who are we talking about? The Olympic the Committee? The Olympics. The International Olympic Committee?
0: Yeah, you can't use the word Olympics at all.
1: Without the prior, prior expressed written consent or whatever.
0: Yeah, and forget it. They don't give it. Mm. So I you can't have the you know you can have the beer Olympics or Oh, you have to call like, it
1: something else. You have to call it like international beer competition.
0: Right, exactly. Mm. You can't do you can't use the rings. You for damn sure can't sing the song you just sang, so... I'm
1: gonna sing it a hundred times. Let's... I hope
0: I hope you edit it out to be, I don't know, Karma Chameleon?
1: <laughs> That's, that'd be a good one.
0: Hey, everybody, it's the Brother Date, the Olympics edition. Karma, karma, karma,
1: karma, karma, chameleon. Oh, I was way off on that, uh...
0: Yeah, well, also, you kind of did the Full House theme. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> the end of the Full House theme?
1: It wasn't the end of the Perfect Strangers theme?
0: No, it's Perfect Strangers. It's yeah, Perfect yeah. Strangers.
1: Super sad accordion ending. Is it
0: accordion? I thought it was I'm harmonica. I'm sorry,
1: harmonica. All right, we're both off to a great start.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing about the accordion and the harmonica. They make noise based on the same principle.
1: Oh, the noise principle of science.
0: Well, uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you think it's weird that uh, every time we start this recording, I wait for you to introduce the podcast? Like it's your podcast and I'm the color man?
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, um, water finds its own level, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you know, he took the back seat on that one.
0: Yeah, I really did.
1: Well, you lost, you lost your, uh, you lost your place the first, the first episode. Is you had a chance to jump in because we didn't talk about it. And yeah, you big dogged me on. I, I did. I big dogged you like Picard meeting Riker for the first time. Yeah. Um. After this podcast, can you go and um bring the saucer section back and can you put it back together like manually? I no?
0: don't know. I mean, I can tell you two degrees. Okay, now doc, oh. is that manual? It yeah. Doesn't seem
1: very manual. <laughs> It's kind of like their very complicated pre-programmed evasive maneuvers. Riker, pattern, <laughs> alpha! And then the ship very slowly lists to the left, and you go, okay. All right. I'm glad they pre-programmed that. That would have been really hard to describe. It lists,
0: but then it doesn't pitch? So, it, I mean, it just it just turns in place, basically. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> this, what's the point of that?
1: Well, they need to put the settings on arcade, I think.
0: They do need to put the settings on arcade. It's too realistic. Yeah, they
1: put it on simulation, and then simulation you gotta use, is a bad call. Yeah, you got to use the yaw and the the not yaw.
0: You, there's there's pitch, roll, and yaw.
1: Yeah, well, on arcade mode, it's just like you kind of move the controller, the 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 stick, and then the plane goes where you want it to go. Yeah, that's what I play on.
0: And you chose to describe it as a listing motion, which is a roll,
1: right? That's correct. Well, that's kind of what it looks like in that uh, Best of Both Worlds. It's like, hey, Riker Pattern Alpha, and the ship just kind of goes, really slowly, kind of shits its way to the left.
0: And it just falls over like a fat cat laying down. That's <laughs> right. Just sort of falls onto his side because he knows, ah, it's all soft over there.
1: You'd think without the saucer section that thing would, would be a lot more maneuverable, but now it's just uh, it's kind of a pig. I don't
0: know, I feel like the saucer section kind of balances out the great big engines.
1: That could be. It's kind of like, like having a big saucer on the back with those engines.
0: It's like without it, now the engines are, like, too high compared to the center of mass of the rest of the ship.
1: When it's in Cobra mode?
0: And too far back?
1: Yeah. Where would you when put it, them? Yeah. Would you just have it internally mounted, like a like a Defiant-class ship or something? Or like any, like, jet fighter from today?
0: Are they internally mounted, or is it just... Be, you say that because there's hull that connects the two instead of pylons?
1: Yeah, and, like even on even on the outside of them. They're still like right at the edge though. Yeah, they're mostly on the edge. But would would you have them like um like an F15?
0: I mean, I guess I should just like pivot forward and down when you get rid of the saucer. Like let's do some variable geometry.
1: Oh, kind of like um wasn't that a thing about Voyager? Didn't didn't Voyager's warp nacelles move?
0: Uh, Yeah, they could pivot up and down. I'm not sure what use that was. I think
1: they stopped. I think kind of like the saucer separation in Next Generation, they stopped doing that because who cares?
0: <laughs> well, it's like the Klingon bird of prey. <laughs> like when you see it in Star Trek 3 or whatever, it goes to attack mode and sweeps its wings down to shoot. But then like for most of the times it appears in the Next Generation, it's just got its uh, wings fully up.
1: Yeah. it looks No m- matter what it's doing. It looks meaner with its wings up. That's why I'd keep the wings up. It looks like an angry bird.
0: I, I honestly don't know what difference it would make to have them in one position versus the other. That They can still shoot basically in any direction.
1: Again, I think TNG posits it makes no difference, because they're always just attacking from the the up position. Well,
0: it just makes it that much easier to reuse stock footage if they don't have to do the animation. <laughs> I
1: don't know how many times I've seen already that footage of um, <clears throat> those two Klingon birds of prey attacking in um, yesterday's Enterprise huh i've seen i've already seen like that exact shot of those two birds of prey coming in like in the view screen mode like four other times
0: well there was like there was no c g like uh best of both worlds is from nineteen ninety
1: yeah this is before j michael Strasinski was spending like three weeks rendering one scene,
0: yeah, the ships were models and putting in the laser beams or whatever, very expensive. I heard that it was like, uh, it cost $10,000 for them to fire a phaser.
1: Ugh. Some Game of Thrones expense.
0: Yeah. So, that um, explains part of why the Enterprise is so peaceful and (laughs) why Starship fights are so boring.
1: I was going to say is that we've been giving them credit for um, trying to create like an enlightened um, approach to episode writing where they... It's more about problem solving and less about every episode's a shootout. But maybe it's just that was the cheaper option to go with.
0: Yeah, well, it was absolutely the cheaper option. It wasn't until towards the end of Deep Space Nine that they started to get, like, CG
1: ships and stuff. And then they went way overboard. They did a real George Lucas. And they're like, can we fit 700 ships into this scene? That's what we would like to do.
0: Yeah, they really sell out the... Battle of Wolf 359.
1: I know. During
0: <laughs> the Dominion War. It's like, oh, dog, 40 starships were destroyed.
1: And they're like, the fleet's ruined. And then... It'll
0: take a, it'll be a year before the fleet's back to strength.
1: And then in Deep Space Nine, like, every single battle, just hundreds of ships just blowing up all over the place. And they seem to be able to field a very large fleet every episode.
0: Oh, there's like 10 galaxy-class ships in that fight.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they seriously, they, they, I think they call them, like, galaxy wings. Galaxy wing one! And you're like, wow, man, they got a lot of those ships now.
0: That's that's weird. We only ever saw the Enterprise and the Yamato, and that was it. We never saw a third one.
1: And in my in my brain, I'm like trying to do the work for the writers, and I'm like, well, maybe they've been rushed into production, and they don't have any of the cool like science labs and shit. And maybe they're just big weapons platforms. They just put weapons on them and sent them out there, and they got a crew of like 250 or something. Yeah. But we never, we, no one ever tells us any of this. It's just...
0: Oh, I mean, that's probably what would happen.
1: Yeah, no one says anything. It's just like, no, no there's 500 of them now. Just galaxy glass ships all over the place.
0: No there's a ever. lot of ship on the Enterprise that you definitely do not need to fight a war. Oh, like, yeah. they've got a fencing piece.
1: <laughs> I just... I always hoped that wasn't a dedicated... I, I mean, it's, maybe it's just a gymnasium that they then set up for fencing. Yeah, but, I mean...
0: Uh, yeah, I think it is. There's a gymnasium, and there it just has a fencing... Strip laid out.
1: But you'd think that with holodecks, you wouldn't even need a gymnasium. You could just like holodeck it up.
0: You know, I bet it's way more expensive to run the holodeck than to put in a gym once.
1: Dog, I don't even understand the regular economy of the future. I definitely don't understand the energy economy of the future. Yeah,
0: it definitely seems like it is possible for the Enterprise to exhaust its fuel.
1: What? What's their fuel?
0: It's a hydrogen and anti-hydrogen.
1: Ah, okay.
0: And it's specifically deuterium and anti-deuterium.
1: All right. I have I have heard deuterium mentioned a number of times, but it's always in the middle of a techno babble sentence that I ignore.
0: Oh, so you didn't you didn't know that was a real thing?
1: Um, no, I thought it was like uh, what data was made out of solid geranium or whatever. Solid geraniums is he made out of flowers?
0: He's made of solid geranium, but <laughs> deuterium is different. That's okay. uh, that's hydrogen with a neutron.
1: Oh, see, I'd call that neutral hydrogen, cause it's cooler.
0: No, it's cool. <laughs> what you said was cool.
1: Um, <clears throat> dog. The reason I started with the um, the Olympic theme
0: is because you wanted to talk about the Olympics and not about Star Trek. I uh, understand. Well, we can go back to talking about Star Trek in two weeks.
1: Specifically, I wanted to talk about how the Olympics has been taking me away from Star Trek. Oh. Because it's like a block of programming on each night where I don't have to kill my time before my wife comes home by watching old Star Trek episodes I've seen 50 times.
0: Oh, right, because you can just turn that on and they take care of the rest. That's right. Even if it sucks.
1: They just kind of navigate and around. And yes, and the coverage is bad and I usually already know what happened because Twitter told me or whatever. But, um, but that's what I've been watching in the evenings, which means I've been really slowing down on the Star Trek, which is, I think, good for our listeners because... So another ten minutes right there, you know. Well,
0: it's good for me too because you have pulled way ahead.
1: Yeah, dog. I got uh, I got evenings to kill.
0: Yeah, I'm. Once Katie started watching, my rate slowed way down.
1: That's all. Yeah, that's usually what happens.
0: So, we we've only gotten through Legacy.
1: Uh, yeah, that's we were talking about that last night. That is a real garbage episode.
0: It is. It's a real shit pile, and it really makes the Federation seem like kind of a. Kind of a shit pile, too.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Like, they definitely feel like they got no responsibility to all these humans that are just killing each other on this planet.
1: Dog, kind of, I'm not even sure if they're human. Are they humans? I don't if even Taji
0: know. If was not human, it would have come up.
1: I. Uh, well, yeah. Because
0: Troy looks exactly like a human, but she's not 100% human. But they still have to talk about that, like, five times a season.
1: I know, but the, what complicates it is all the aliens they run into that look just like humans. And, yeah, it's and, really rough. And then, you know, it's on another planet, and I don't know how those humans got there, and why, like you said, no one pays any attention to them, and why they have a terrible society full of rape gangs, where no cat is safe.
0: Yeah, so my first thought was, I mean, have we seen other situations like this? And then I was like, hey, all those guys that Jameson sold weapons to, <laughs> they looked superhuman. Didn't they? That's right. But then I was like, no, I think that feud's been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah. So they're probably just a race of people that looks exactly like humans?
1: Yeah, yeah. I always uh, like to imagine that under their clothes, they have something really freakish that sets them apart.
0: Oh, like they still have two nipples, but they're located centrally, one above the other?
1: Yes, exactly. You have vertical nipples. Yeah. So tough. That's a syndrome that you do not want to have. That's the
0: freakiest thing I could think of. <laughs> they're, looking, they're exactly like us, but they have vertical nipples. <laughs> it does not explain the women particularly. <sighs> Who uh, don't seem to have vertically aligned breasts?
1: They have um, two vertical vaginas. Oh, yeah, vertically oh, aligned weird. vaginas. I believe is that, is that is weird. Yeah, it's not good. Um, greater probably and lesser get a weird vagina
0: fistula where they connected.
1: No, oh, no.
0: maybe a triple fistula.
1: Yeah, probably straight all in, the way to the st- hole. St- straight up straight straight into the bottle.
0: <laughs> hey guys, I'm sorry that this was our last episode. <laughs>
1: You're the bad guy, I think.
0: I I really am. <laughs> I should not have talked about that.
1: I don't feel good about it. Yeah, you shouldn't say anything about, um...
0: Imagining weird internal situations where one organ connects to another.
1: Okay, alright. Don't say organ? I can't say organ? And Don't say connect. That word is disgusting to me. Say, um... um...
0: So I've needed something to replace Star Trek when I have some alone time. Hmm. Because now I can, I only watch Star Trek when Katie's around, so I've been rewatching a bit of Fry and Laurie.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And uh it does seem like they might think the word organ was funny. <laughs> like that, that show is the humor is mostly about words.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, like ninety eight percent about words. Um It's just
0: Stephen Fry just stands there with a spotlight on him and talks about how the audience has been delicious <laughs> and uh moist. <laughs> yes. And
1: everyone laughs. Have you gotten to Burwell the Avenger?
0: I uh, have not yet gotten to Burwell. Okay. I think that's pretty late. That's a good one. Uh, I've gotten to the point where the Marjorie sketches are starting to become, like, historical, like, where the, or maybe they're in the Church of England instead of just running a gym. <laughs> right. So they clearly have reached the... I figured they'd, they'd hit the end of that loop.
1: Yeah, creatively there's not much else to do there, so... Uh yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty funny show. Uh it's very So this is something I talk to Marjon about all the time is that it, in English speaking countries the comedy seems to be a lot more about kind of like what we were just saying verbal subtlety mm-hmm. and um and wordplay and you don't get a lot from watching from watching them.
0: Oh yeah, you absolutely do not have to keep your eyes on the screen during a bit of Ryan Laurie Right. Like you can watch the first 2 seconds of the Bishop and the Warlord and you're like, "Ah, I get
1: it. It's a bishop." I, yeah, and the I know other where this is going. Just a heavy
0: metal guy. But then you can look away because it, it's just uh, it's just Stephen Fry doing his funny Church of England voice but saying uh, heavy metal type ideas. Right.
1: And then it seems like whenever we're watching TV from another country or something, it's a lot more physical and visual. And uh, I was just I'm always thinking about how hard it must be if you come from another place and then you come here and you just have to pay attention so hard to understand what the what the funny is.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah. If if your first language is. Like, especially if it's not closely related to English, like if your first language was Thai. (laughs) Right. How are you going to watch a bit of Fry and Lord? Yeah. None of that is going to be interesting at all. Oh, okay. It's two guys. They're dressed like Englishmen in the 1980s. Right. And they're standing perfectly still and talking to each other.
1: No, your only hope for British or Canadian TV is when they dress like women and then you go, "Oh, I get it. He's pretending to be a woman. That's funny."
0: It's hilarious because he's better than a woman. <laughs> that's right. And he has lowered himself to a woman.
1: <laughs> that is hilarious. He is now one step above a dog. That yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, that's he's, what he He would has
0: think. below even a male child now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, if you're from another country, that is that's that's how you get by, I think. But it's, I mean, like, Canadian, um, English, American, I don't know, maybe Australian. I haven't seen a lot of Australian TV. It just, it's all in the the verbal subtlety. Everything's about wordplay and unexpected conclusions and things like that.
0: Yeah, I guess with Monty Python, there... At least there were the dumb cartoon interstitials, which suck, by the way, the worst part of Monty Python.
1: Yeah, they're really boring and you want them to be over. You go, and you're just like, yeah, ah, I enough get of
0: this. Can we just do the next sketch? Yeah. So. Uh, and, then, and then there's the Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> that's true, that's half, true. Half of that humor is still talking. Yes. Half of the humor in the Ministry of Silly Walks is still the absurdity of applying for a government grant to develop a silly walk. <laughs> and the seriousness with which everyone is taking it. That's right. But at least you get John Cleese walking real funny and then some... Uh, movie reels of other Monty Python guys walking funny.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And there's very little of that with Fry and Laurie.
1: That's right. So I, you know, uh, just something that I, that I, because we watch, like, Korean TV, and we watch TV from other countries sometimes, and everything's just like, oh, I get it, you hit him in the head with a hammer, that's, that's a good one. It's a good joke, I guess. They make it easier for me to watch, I guess. I don't have to know, like, Korean, or anything like that
0: just good because you do not i don't
1: know it i don't know it yet i'm i, f- I feel like i might pick it up just you know osmosis
0: <clears throat> that's the diffusion of water across a selectively permeable membrane for uh
1: yeah dude i'm going to get i'm going to get wet
0: for the benefit of nobody but people use it metaphorically but it uh, there is a general case for that and it's just diffusion
1: i'm going to get wet and that's how i'm going to uh learn korean is that not how this works? Um,
0: uh, I guess if you're a gremlin. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's one of the things that happens to them. Yeah. you get them wet. <laughs> well, at least there's some... There's a silver lining. If you're, uh, Phoebe Cates or whoever. Did you see... Who's the dude in that? Does anyone ever... Has anyone ever known that guy's name? The dude oh, I just imagine
0: it's Ralph Macchio. I'm yeah. 99.9% sure it's not, but in my brain, I just stick
1: him in there. It might as well be Ralph Macchio. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Um... Because it's like, uh, it could also be Fred Savage, but he wasn't old enough.
1: Yeah, he'd I'd I'd have to be like little baby Fred Savage.
0: Yeah. It should be somebody curly-haired, though. I think so. Um, did you get far enough into community to see the weird Portuguese Gremlins knockoff sketch
1: that they did? I think I did, yeah. Okay. I think I saw that one. I
0: enjoyed that. <laughs> I don't remember all of the details now, but uh, check, the, check that out, I guess.
1: Well, look, dude, it's almost time for me to go back and start rewatching those again. So, you know i'll be able to get through to that fairly soon i just go in cycles I'm, just, I'm either in a news radio cycle or a star trek cycle or a babylon 5 cycle or a community cycle or something so is news radio
0: streaming anywhere right now
1: i don't know if it is anymore it used to be on netflix i don't think it is right now Not yeah, streaming. They,
0: they were talking about it on uh on jordan jesse go a podcast i listened to the episode came out monday but i just caught it today
1: somebody else remembers that show
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Jesse Thorne is a is a big fan of News Radio. How can you not be? Uh, and they were, they had started doing Patrick Warburton impressions for no good reason mm-hmm. on the show, and then that he was talking about Johnny Johnson. Uh, his, his favorite part was when he was telling Dave that he was evil.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, he was never afraid to share his evil plan with Dave because there was nothing Dave could do.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but that's from non-canonical News Radio.
1: I agree. Season five is a uh, real travesty. But in season four, you have stuff where Dave is trying to be evil. Pure evil. Yes. Which to him means telling Catherine to get her own damn soda. That's
0: his... Get your own damn soda. <laughs> That's his big
1: victory. <laughs> I like how he, uh, the creator of News Radio gave up on the network notes real quick. One of the network notes being there has to be a win for the good guy in each episode. I think by like mm-hmm. the eighth episode, they went, yeah, no, not anymore. He's not going to get any wins.
0: Yeah, they seemed um they seemed real upset about the idea of having to take network notes. Oh yeah, like from the very beginning. They
1: didn't seem to understand the whole uh, network sitcom uh, contract, you know? Like you
0: understand that they're paying for this, <laughs> That's right?
1: Oh yeah, and he would just put the shit in the episode too, like the time he gave the interview to the I don't know, Rolling Stone reporter or whatever it was talking about how the time slot NBC gave him was an open-faced shit sandwich. And all this other stuff. (laughs) And he didn't know the guy was going to write any of it in the article. I don't know why. He claims he didn't know. And it all made it into the... All made it into Rolling Stone or whatever. And he he was up shit creek with NBC. So he just put it in an episode where Dave does the exact same thing. Where he just starts talking shit about everybody on the staff.
0: Or it's like how they immediately subvert the will they or won't they between Dave and... They sleep together the first first episode or
1: whatever. Immediately. (laughs) By episode two, they are sleeping together. Because the network wanted them to have a fucking cheers thing. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay, we can do that. And then just immediately sabotage it. Yeah, they seemed kind of like maybe uh, NBC was not necessarily at fault for all of the um, <clears throat> all of the uh, friction between them.
0: Yeah, no, they seemed very petulant, yeah. the creators of news radio. But they made a great show, so whatever. I appreciate it. It's like uh, when you listen to the community... Um, commentaries dan Harmon sounds like he's kind of an asshole Holy
1: hell it does well, first of all he, or like
0: he's real full of himself. yeah he thinks
1: that uh, everything that he has done is basically the best thing that anyone's ever done and i like community uh,
0: but but on the other hand there's there's a lot of good episodes of community
1: yeah. but yeah he does sound like he's fucking like intolerable like you would not ever want to be around him at all um so yeah it's about time i start another one of those cycles i can get back into community it's pretty, I mean, it only takes a couple episodes to really get up and running. It's essentially when they figure out what Troy is.
0: Yeah, Troy is the key to the early early you shows. Know, like the
1: first couple episodes, they're like, oh, is he a jock or something? He's a jock, right? And then, uh, like, by episode three or four, he's not a jock anymore, and he's Troy, and you're like, oh, this episode's pretty funny. So.
0: Yes, he has to be an insecure baby who is interested in butt stuff. <laughs> right. I like butt stuff. On the last watch through, I was surprised how many times that came (laughs) up. I hadn't remembered that at all.
1: That's what happens when the writers are also the actors. All right. He probably did writing on that show, right?
0: I imagine he must have had a hand in He wrote for 30 That's right.
1: Dan Harmon says that uh, what he would do is just he'd write in the scene because he didn't know how to end it. And then Troy does something funny. And then (laughs) he would leave it up to what's his name to, uh, to just ad lib it and come up with a good way to end a scene.
0: Well, I mean Katie's and my one of my favorite things in uh, community is in the very early episode when they're in part of uh Annie's psych experiment.
1: <laughs> and he missed, he misses he, the Soul Train he breaks,
0: Awards. A he breaks pretty early. Yes. <laughs> and uh not as early as Chang who breaks right, right away. But uh drags himself out as if his legs have gone down. Yeah, dead. dude,
1: because he missed the Soul Train Awards. He missed the Soul Train Awards. <laughs> because of this experiment. And he is so pained by it that he cannot walk out of there. Yeah, all of the times he has horrible, horrible emotional reactions. Those are the great moments. Like when uh, LeVar Burton gets invited to... Um, oh, yeah, and he freezes. And he, and he freezes, but then he, they get the shot of him in the uh, in the other room having an absolute meltdown about how he never wanted to meet LeVar Burton.
0: He told them he never wanted to meet LeVar Burton.
1: <laughs> and it just cuts off halfway through with like a blood-curdling scream. That's a good show. Yeah. yeah.
0: But he decided he wanted to be a rapper instead, yeah. so... he
1: can't say the same thing about his rapping. I've, I haven't been a huge fan.
0: Here's one for you, Ben. <sighs> That's right. Yep.
1: It was a bummer. Childish Gambino, or whatever he's called.
0: That is his name.
1: I tried listening to some of it. I was, uh... Well, you know, I like to consider myself a connoisseur well, with the Ski-Lo record that I own. And, uh, you know, just well enough to par. He was no no Superman, you know what I mean? Uh, the day that he became the Super? Was the day that he became the Superman. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, dude, uh, I'm your idol like Michael, so won't you beat it? I'm better like Shredder, I join the foot, now I can't be defeated.
0: That's, uh... That's a good pull. <laughs> I'm not congratulating you on the no, reference. No. Of course you know it. I'm congratulating uh, Skeeler. Yeah.
1: Skeeler was fantastic. He was just too good-natured to really get through in the 90s when it was uh, it was gangster or nothing.
0: Literally twice a week, I try to imagine what he could possibly mean about watching those Honda cords <laughs> go up and down.
1: <laughs> try to figure out if he's... If he's saying that he was in such a bad place that even that was cool to him to watch Honda Accords, or, like, yeah, I don't know. It's complicated. But where is he yeah. though? Can we get him on the show? I
0: have to imagine. He does not seem like he's been active lately.
1: Yeah, we should just... um would be our first guest. Throw him a few dollars, you know what I mean? I got a few dollars. Uh- I'll buy him to
0: uh... uh, See. The most recent date mentioned in his Wikipedia page because I'm starting to worry about the guy.
1: If there was uh, still Winchell's like around here, I could I could hook him up.
0: No, you'd look to see if he's getting busy. That's right.
1: <laughs> After all, please check my credentials. I once got busy at a Winchell's.
0: Wait he re- he released an album. In 2012, do I own that album?
1: Wow. I don't. Well, you would first. You would have had to have heard about it or seen it somewhere, so that's tough. Because I never heard anything after I wish. Did you? I don't think anyone ever heard of him after I wish. Well,
0: no, so I have two Skilo records. There's a second Skilo record that you own. I have one from two thousand one that Wikipedia doesn't know about. Is
1: it? Is there anything off it that you like? Because I only have like the real, the main one, the one for my wish.
0: It was like not a thing, right. but I definitely don't have this 2012 so record. there's nothing so. like
1: Top of the Stairs was on that one, then?
0: No, they did not have Top All of the right. Stairs. Oh. Uh, no one really cares about the guy beneath.
1: That's right. No one really cares about the guy at the bottom. No one really cares about the guy beneath. <laughs> I like the, I don't I don't know if he just decided that was, that was his artistic choice or if he couldn't come up, come up with enough syllables or what, but I just like the little pause. No one really cares about the guy beneath. To me, it this is
0: channeling Smokey Robinson.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: in the sense that that's a weird thing to say.
1: Right. Or maybe like maybe almost...
0: I'm a choosy beggar, and you're my choice. <laughs> right.
1: Or maybe almost like...
0: Or beggars can't be choicy, I know.
1: <laughs> that's what the people say. That's what the people Dude, say. Dude, I've never heard
0: anyone. <laughs> that's the worst line in that song. <laughs> It's the first line, and it's the premise of the song. <laughs> it's literally the worst
1: line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, I've never heard the word "choosy" outside of that song. No. Uh, so, I've never heard anyone say that. Ever. Choosy, alright. No,
0: I'm just saying, like, I'm a choosy beggar. And you're my choice. And you're my choice. But, like, the natural thing is that I choose you.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's almost like drifters phrasing. And don't forget... Who's taking you home, and in whose arms? And in whose you're arms going you're going to gonna be? be it's like, oh,
0: well, that's forcing for the rhyme, but
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, it's weird way to say that. Okay,
0: it's not necessary in choosy Beggar." That doesn't rhyme with anything.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's no, there's no part of like that. the Drifters like the is rhyme.
0: clumsy. Uh, I mean, it's like the Drifters in the sense of uh, "Down below El Paso lies Suarez," which I love because it's factual. <laughs> Mexico is different. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like travel, the travel folder. Says. Yeah, the travel folder. That's what it's like. Travel folder? It's like, wow. That's the choicy of the drifters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: true. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, ski, ski, some of his rhymes are a little bit unorthodox. It's true. He's good, though. I love Ski, man. Again, I just, I wish there was room for him. I wish the 90s wasn't so single minded about gangster rap. If you think about it. No one else was really able to get. It was only gangster rap. There was no other kind. It was either yeah, East Coast or West Coast, no, but they were all just gangster rap.
0: There was no room for a guy who wished he was a little bit taller. That's right. Yep. He wished he had a girl who looked good. He
1: would call. He, her. he told him got hit with a bottle and put in the hospital for talking that mess.
0: That particular line is like proto Eminem. Oh,
1: so much of what Eminem does to me seems borrowed directly from Skilo.
0: Like, it seems like an unlikely influence, because Eminem must have already been on his way up. Yeah, but it's... When Skilo became big. Some
1: of, like, the, the cadence and the rhythm and, and the rhyme structure and everything... There's so much Ski-Lo in Eminem. So either they independently found the same style, or... Uh, ski came first, man. That's, that's...
0: Like, I just cannot imagine that a young Eminem coming up in Detroit and trying to prove that he was hard... <laughs> <laughs> w- would have gotten into ski yeah well i
1: think he knew he had to be different on account of he-, he was white so he couldn't just come out and try to sound like dr dre or whatever like he had to he had to do something a little different
0: well but uh, why would you emulate dre he is not a quality <laughs> I'm rapper i'm creeping and i'm creeping he's a I'm very creeping. good producer
1: <laughs> daniel got caught because my beeper kept beeping gross that's yeah, catastrophic he, uh... It is. I don't know how they were able to continue. Only because he was the producer were they able to continue that track. Because yeah. if there had been an independent producer on that, he would have shut that down. Gone, that's Look, it. The,
0: the tracks are hot, but any track that's got Dr. Dre and somebody else, you always wish it was more <laughs> of the other person. Yeah.
1: I, think, I think Dre's best rap is probably his verse in California Love. I think that's when he's least embarrassing.
0: I mean, it's sort of the most fluid. Yeah. <clears throat> It's been a long time since I listened to uh, Chronic Back to Front. It's
1: definitely not like um, Let Me Ride, where he's doing a lot of really boastful stuff about cutting people's heads off, and and things don't even make any sense. You're like, what? Dre, I've never seen you not behind like not behind like the mixing board. I, I don't think you're going out there and murdering people.
0: Plus, if I want angry murder rap, I'm going to Cube. <laughs> That's
1: right dude
0: he's so much anchor. to us
1: uncle sam's hitler without an oven all right yeah burning <laughs> our black skin bomb the neighborhood then push the crack in he was uh, super militant uh extremely crazy militant, yes like before he became hollywood's flavor of the flavor of the week or whatever
0: uh, but I mean Hollywood is still trafficking on the idea that isn't it nutty that Ice Cube is in this situation? It's not like
1: Yeah, but he's been playing people's dads and shit for like 12 years now.
0: Well, that's the thing. That kind of undercuts it, yeah. but it's like I think every time you go into one of those Ice Cube is is has to deal with a bunch of kids movies. Right. The premise is still Oh man, do you guys remember when he ordered the gorillas to report <laughs> to the mist?
1: Report
0: to the mist. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, gorillas in the mist was an expression. uh, I mean, it's the title of a book.
1: Oh man, that's a great one. Oh yeah, gorillas, gorillas, report to the mist. So we spent,
0: obviously, uh, clearly, we spent some time with gangster rap, yeah, uh, and then much, much later, developed an appreciation for Skilo. That's
1: right. Yeah, Skilo came in a little, kind of a later wave. Yeah, but his his flow like, is great. Way after it did him any good. His flow is sort of unstoppable. Like when he really gets going, like in a, a Superman or something. And Superman's all flow. Superman he, he just breaks it down the whole time. Yeah. Um. You know, I wish is kind of cutesy, and um, top of the stairs is kind of inspirational, almost like J Five Crew or whatever. But the f- wait, is it inspirational to you? I, well, I think it's supposed to be like um teaching a moral or something. Not yes, not inspirational, it, but uh, like a morality right. tale almost.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely is... It's a cautionary tale. Yeah, it's like... like um, be careful when you're at the top. Because you, no, you're not always going to be there.
1: Yeah, and I think he just says it at the end. The same people you meet on the way up are the same people you're going to see on the way back down. Or whatever. So, don't be a dick, I guess? Is that... Is that right?
0: Yeah, no, it's a good look. Okay,
1: um, so yeah, so I'll wrap with a message or whatever, but um, Superman's just—he's just flowing. That one gets me pumped up. Not quite like "How Do You Want It," but it gets me pumped up. Oh, there you go. Oh, by the way, this is clearly a uh, Isley Brothers. Like only going back and listening to all those Isley records Do you realize how many rap songs Sample
0: I mean I wanted to play this Because you said it gets you pumped up It takes for <laughs> <to get> <laughs> There is an
1: intro it's coming soon <laughs> That fight in my garage, subtitles, I'm gonna you fools and camouflage. flag. must be crazy, so yo' will for the 80s. Look at that, that's your
0: lady. Why she look like Brady Shady business, wanna stop and look at my profile. People like me be catching girls with cango ads and hard gals. still I get you the time I rhyme.
1: Quantum sleeps, so nobody's finna cat that boob this time. Cause I'm suspicious, Mr. Nominamita, with bad name i mean the whole song's like that he just the whole time just fucking breaks it down (laughs) remember that part we always used to enjoy dag (laughs) y'all Uh, yeah, that one's good.
0: Repping Kangol hats and argyle. So
1: that, um, so that's
0: so that's just golf.
1: That's sampling from the part of the Isley Brothers song, which is a break it down mode. That the Biggie song, Big Papa, is oh. sampling. Is it Big Papa? Is that the uh, one I'm thinking of?
0: I don't know. I don't have. Is, I don't have any of his records, so I can't.
1: It's um. Yeah, I think that's the one. So, what's the name of the Isley Brothers song? Oh, uh, that one is called "Oh Shit," uh, "Between the Sheets." Because every Isley song was about fucking. Like once they got into their classic era, every Isley song was just about fucking. So I think it was "Between the Sheets." And then you realize that um, it...
0: Uh, it was sampled by Big on Big Papa. Yeah. And then, and Superman. Yeah, in the
1: break-it-down mode of the Isley song, that's what is in the back of... Uh, that's what's being sampled on Superman.
0: And I would say 40 other songs. Yes. Uh, by the way, just based off of this Wikipedia article. Dude,
1: like, I don't know if anybody's been sampled more than the Isleys. It's messed up. Like, It Was a Good Day is just an Isley song. It's um, Footsteps in the Dark. And when you listen to it, it's uh, you understand it. Like, you hear it and you go, Oh, yeah, no, this would be very easy to rap over. Like, you'd only have all all uh, cube does is change the tempo like a little bit hmm. he just speeds it up just like the tiniest little bit and otherwise it's the just the exact same track um but yeah that was actually part of the fun of the oh, the old grand theft auto radio stations where they'd have the station that was the rap and then they'd have the station where all the songs were sampled <laughs> so you could yeah. be like oh okay i kind of get this but that was super great was that um? San Andreas? It was this
0: on Bounce FM. Was that... S- the song Between the Sheets was on Bounce FM and yeah, San, San Andreas.
1: Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. I think, had the best radio. Although it didn't have that one from uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. Giving it all that we got.
0: Don't stop. Keep rising to the top. It's like bad yeah, rapping. That
1: guy, that guy w- did not have the ability that Killer Mike has. That's Sub-Killer Yeah, Mike. exactly. Yeah. Killer Mike would have had Sub-Killer that Mike cleaned up a lot.
0: <clears throat> man, everybody took a shot at this song
1: That's what I'm saying, man Like, it's uh, Rob Bass Kind of messed up
0: Biggie Ann Pock,
1: Everybody loves the Isleys
0: Whitney Houston, Gwen Stefani
1: Dude, everybody loves the Isleys Because they were soulful They could groove Dra-
0: Drake and Lil Wayne they pl- Then Drake took a shot at it with someone else They played
1: their own instruments And not only that They kind of shredded on their own instruments Like, they Like The Isleys were the real deal For sure
0: well, I mean, between the, here's the opening line of this article. Between the Sheets is a quiet storm funk song <laughs> released by American R&B slash soul slash funk band, the Isley Brothers. Yeah. So, like, uh, that should be enough to draw you in.
1: I don't think Marjan likes it because she doesn't like falsetto.
0: Doesn't oh, that seem like a really yeah. strict
1: rule, by the way? Like, to just not like falsetto. I think she doesn't like it in um, non-rock Applications. Uh,
0: the because she likes <laughs> weirdly the the next hit that the Asley Brothers had was called Choosy Lover. Uh, we were just talking about Choosy Beggar.
1: <laughs> do, do they say anything is choosy in that song? If you check the lyrics, know, is I've there never heard be any choosy.
0: I have to imagine.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I didn't like any
1: falsetto. She, I think she well because she likes like Led Zeppelin and stuff, so I think it's just in non-rock applications. She's not. She's just like oh, I don't like the falsetto. Like, damn. Uh, so Smokey's out. Do you out? think she
0: can handle such as a Jan and Dean? Oh, hell no, no. She hates Jan and Dean. Hates it. Oh, you've tried well, it out. Well,
1: we've talked about it. We, like, uh... We heard Jan and Dean she in she a hates restaurant. Dead Man's Curve? Yeah. Which is unbelievable. What, does she hate Surf City? Of course. If you hate Dead Man's Curve... Matthew, there's
0: two girls for every guy there. I
1: understand. Well, I understand this. <laughs>
0: that was the fucking dream. Two
1: girls that for was the dream. every guy. Um... Dude, if you don't like Dead Man's Curve, I think, isn't that the, that's the entry. That's the, that's how you get into Jan and Dean. If you don't like Dead Man's Curve, you're not into Jan and Dean, right?
0: Oh yeah, you have no chance. Like, that's,
1: it's got that, like,
0: <laughs>
1: like <laughs> kind of fan fairy. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it's got talk singing in the middle.
1: Yep. And of course, a dude eats it
0: teenage (laughs) death
1: dude eats it which is important you know why because they're fucking rebels and
0: nothing cooler than that we don't
1: care about what anyone says we're gonna go on a dead man's curve even though it's very much like it sounds
0: it's got jaguars and corvette stingrays oh it's
1: very specific jaguar xke's I should say very specific yeah she's not into surf music I mean
0: the first line is I was cruising in my stingray late one night when an xke pulled up on the right so they don't bury the lead no no
1: yeah, she's not into surf music. She doesn't like. She doesn't even like the Beach Boys, which is you know, as me
0: like not even weird Beach
1: Boys. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Not even like um, um, God only knows or uh, I don't know. Wouldn't it be nice? Some of the stuff that's less surfy.
0: Well, most of "Wouldn't It Be Nice" sucks, but the intro is interesting
1: because of the super dramatic uh, key change for no reason.
0: Well, there's a key change eight seconds in. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any Beach Boys on my
1: phone or I'd play it. <laughs> yeah, that's how the song opens.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's just like you just hear do 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 What? And you're like, wait, that's not the key that was in. Yeah,
1: again, it's a great key change. It's not really the Fong song, but, you know, it's... It's, well,
0: nothing, it's not as dramatic as the Thong song. I'm not
1: sure there is a song. It's
0: not sunny. Though. I don't
1: think there's a song that's as dramatic as the Thong song. Just musically.
0: And By the way, I like the Thong song. I think it's a I good think song. It's amazing.
1: I think it's an amazing song, and the fact that it is about something so frivolous makes the musical importance that much more entertaining to me.
0: Yeah, that's the whole joke. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean it's not I'm not sure it's meant to I do I
1: think he just really likes. I think he just really likes butts. I think he's into butt stuff.
0: Well, I mean let's let's be honest. Whatever whatever his intentions were with the Thong Song, he was unable to replicate I its know. success.
1: I remember and he just disappeared when his next track came out and even I was excited and I was like, "Oh, here we go. Thong Song part 2." No. No. Just no. Didn't happen. Really, Cisco, if you think. Outside of the Thong Song, he's just another fucking. I don't know. Jodacy or something. Who cares?
0: Apparently, just this year, he did a duet with Marie Osmond.
1: Uh, sorry, I, I had to give my best. Oh, uh, what's the name of the weird daughter on Bob's Burgers? Tina. I, that was my best Tina right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It wasn't angsty <laughs> enough. Kind of, just kind of a sickening groan
0: It wasn't going through puberty enough To be <laughs> Tina
1: Tina's one of my favorite characters
0: She's maybe the best <laughs> character
1: Well, I like all of the characters on Bob's Burgers She's just so messed up She's just so messed up And voiced by a dude, which is always hilarious Mm-hmm. Just like the mom
0: I like Bob, I like Linda, I like Tina mm-hmm. Gene and Louise are funny
1: But a little. But they don't speak to me as much, and they're really insistent. (laughs) Uh, Like they're um in your face. Uh, It insists upon itself, is what I mean.
0: Yeah, it does insist upon itself. As does the Godfather. was that said about the Godfather? I don't.
1: I don't like to give Family Guy credit, but I that was. I always enjoyed that one. What are they? They're drowning or something. I think they're drowning. And they're having a conversation about the Godfather. And he explains it, that he never cared for it because it, it insists upon it itself.
0: insists upon itself. <laughs> so what does well, that None mean? of the other
1: characters can believe it. <laughs> speaks a language of subtlety is what it speaks.
0: <clears throat>
1: oh. Yeah. So have you been watching any... Let me just get back to this. Have you been watching any Olympics?
0: Uh, I watched a fair number of Olympic events on the first real day of the Olympics. Like the Saturday or whatever? Yeah, the Saturday. Was that just last week? Was that Saturday? It was uh, was Saturday, yeah. And then, I think Sunday, I watched some synchronized diving. But since the work week, I haven't really. I mean, I think that the uh, pool turning green is interesting. (laughs) Seems like this Olympics has turned out to be kind of a shit show, as every single person predicted.
1: And as every Olympics kind of is, like, recently. Like, most of the Olympics are pretty In most
0: Olympics, though, there aren't, like, stray bullets just showing up.
1: (laughs) What, do they just find some casings around or whatever?
0: Yeah, they just, like, found a a bullet, like, in in the equestrian tent. (laughs) A different bullet, like, ripped a hole in a different tent. Like, it's just, um...
1: Yeah, it's Rio. I
0: don't know if it's just people fire guns into the air there all the time, and when they see a bullet on the ground, no one thinks anything about it.
1: they... Kind of like Middle Eastern countries, there just decide to just light it up, have a celebration. I mean, they
0: got they got some problems, but I I have to imagine it's much harder to get an AK forty seven there mm. than in the Middle Eastern countries where they just fire wildly into the air at <laughs> weddings.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, the uh, algae turning the the pool green is interesting. That's the, just that was just the diving what? pool, right? Did they decide that it was algae? That's, well, okay. So, officials at the Olympics said, it's just algae, don't worry. Just algae.
0: Yeah, there's not supposed to be algae in a swimming pool.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's, um...
0: Like, a swimming pool that's actively being used and filtered and cleaned? Like, yeah, if you leave your pool sitting over the winter, there you're gonna get algae. Yeah, you
1: think for the Olympics you could find a way to get that shit cleaned up. You know, because the whole world's watching, and there's gonna be cameras on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um... But, yeah, they didn't say anything about, like, brain-eating amoebas or anything. So, you know, hopefully everyone's fine. But I did... I
0: do like to look around on the Wikipedia pages for controversies at the whatever Olympics. (laughs) Right. Uh, They're usually not actually that interesting. I mean, you know, stuff about that loser who died and how everyone had been saying, no this track's not safe. The guy
1: who just went airborne? He just flew off the track? Yeah.
0: Yeah, just came off the track and hit the pole...
1: Perfectly? He did the thing that I always imagined was possible. <laughs> like they're flying down that thing hella fast on like some icy surface, and I always in my head kinda thought, you know, if they're really bad at this and they just kinda lose <laughs> control, like couldn't they just fly off the side? It's possible, right? Yep. Apparently. But it was possible. he hit
0: that pole head on. He that must have been a very quick death.
1: Oh yeah, because he was moving. Well he was skeleton, yeah. right? It was just him. It was just
0: There's it, it was luge, not the skeleton. So he was
1: going one direction and not the other which one?
0: right it didn't matter because he got inverted when right, he right, right. flew into the he hit the pole basically head first, so <laughs> at like 100 miles an hour
1: yeah uh when uh, you look at those but, uh, articles about um controversy at the olympics is, is you get the same feeling that you got which is one of um like, well like when you look at problems with the space shuttle program and you go oh yeah no of course there's a lot here when you look up the article, problems with the, the space shuttle or something.
0: And I'm just trying to th- think about what that feeling would be. Uh,
1: just one of, um, yep, I, ha- so I like had not, I had that right. Not surprised? Yeah, I had that right. Because <laughs> I think one time okay. we both looked uh, that up one day. It's like, uh, issues or controversies or whatever with the space shuttle program, and sure enough, that article is crazy long. And you're like, oh, no, yep, that's about right. That thing doesn't work very well.
0: Yeah, well, they shut it down without a replacement, so that tells you that. Yeah. I mean, that's everything you need to know about that.
1: Any other uh, uh, nuggets in those Olympics?
0: Uh, just that the upcoming uh, 2022 Winter Olympics seem a little bit fucked. I don't know, that's six years from now.
1: Yeah, 2018's in Korea, right?
0: Yeah, but it, <laughs> at the end in 2022, only two cities were bidding.
1: <laughs> that's what happens these days.
0: And one of them was in Kazakhstan, (laughs) and guess what? It didn't get it. This is going to be in Beijing, which, by the way, does not have snow in the winter reliably, so they're going to have to truck snow in. Awesome. That's a great plan. Uh, And it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a shitty thing to host the Olympics now. No one
1: wants it. No one wants to deal with it. No one wants to deal with the corruption. No one wants to pay the bribes and shit. Just no one wants it. Mm -hmm. Every American city that gets shortlisted complains until they're off the list. Every time, like, Boston is in, like, the final five American cities or whatever, they complain so loudly until they are taken off of the list. (laughs) Because, like, why would we want this? We already have sports that we like and care about and facilities for them, and it doesn't make our city a nightmare.
0: Also, just, like, nobody cares about prestige anymore. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, it's mostly just for, like, um, dictators to show how cool their country is. Mostly to their own country. Right. And, um, And, like, developing powers. To be like, we've made it. We got an Olympics, because no one else wanted it.
0: So I guess the motto is, watch them while you can.
1: Yeah, I've always said. Because,
0: like, sooner or later, no one's going to want to do this shit. Yeah,
1: there's going to be something else that takes its place. Probably just something that's hosted in America every year, because we already have the infrastructure.
0: Well, and also just, like, think of how much worse it is to host the Olympics in 2022 than in
1: 1992.
0: Yeah. Like... Every little thing is going to become a social media shitstorm.
1: Yeah, it's worse, pretty much, to do anything in 2022, right? Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's worse to be I alive. So. Is that what? By what we're yes. saying? It was. It was dark. Like, but... there's
0: basically two or three things. It's marginally better to be to to have in in 2020 than in 1990. Like, uh, it's probably a better time to get cancer. Yeah. Okay. We're a little further along with cancer treatment and and recovery. Probably the HIVs too. Uh, HIV.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think outside of medicine. I'm like, like, uh, uh, mm. as we've discussed many times, I I think I liked video games more back then. I think they were better. Weren't they better? I think they were better. In 1992, they were probably better. Certainly, a ninety-three or ninety-four. Just saying. ninety-two
0: was big time for us, but like, I know Super Mario World is a good game.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a classic. What are you going to tell me is better than Mario World? Skyrim. I do like Skyrim a lot. Skyrim's pretty cool, but
0: like. It's definitely way more immersive. I never felt like I was on Dinosaur Island or whatever the fuck.
1: Yeah, but y- did you ever have a problem where Yoshi couldn't eat a turtle shell?
0: No. He ate it every time you every
1: pushed the time button. you wanted him to eat a turtle shell, he'd eat it. Unlike my vampire yeah, Which would but... not feed.
0: Alright, like I shouldn't have picked a Bethesda game. I got <laughs> That's it. What I was
1: say. That was
0: that was a mistake that I definitely made. <laughs> but it's like, um, Tecmo Bowl was not better than a modern Madden.
1: Madden, I don't been into the I don't. I haven't liked the last few years. Or NCAA, whatever. I haven't liked the last few years because I haven't liked the gameplay very much. I think they, I think they need to stop tweaking it and stick with an engine that works. Every year they have mm. to like tweak the engine to say that they did something new, and a lot of the time it just makes it worse. I feel, I feel like they reached their peak in gameplay in like 2009 or something, mm. and they just keep making it a little bit worse every year
0: to argue against myself mm. little league baseball was better than whatever mlb games oh, yeah, out there sure.
1: little league baseball was baller dude if you were fucking canada or texas you are just like
0: Hitting you have like a
1: little tubby guy then you have like a little beam pole guy and it's good stuff um I, I mean i don't know
0: like i think you think that 1992 was better for video games because you were 8
1: Maybe I'm just saying I, I don't really even like games like that should be really good like Fallout. I just I for whatever reason they don't they don't do it for me.
0: Interesting. Well, again, you're definitely gonna get some weird buggy stuff. <laughs> Fallout has some problems, and chief among them is RPGs don't make any sense with guns.
1: Yeah, they kind of don't.
0: Like, it doesn't make sense that you have to shoot somebody 50 times.
1: I know. That's never made sense.
0: It just never works.
1: It's like, man, I don't know how that gunner didn't die. I should put, like, 150 rounds into him. Like, what the hell's the deal?
0: And then I was like, oh, it's okay, though. I leveled up my rifle skill, <laughs> and now the bullets do more damage.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um...
0: Also, it's post-apocalyptic, which is a genre that I don't care about, but I actually really like Fallout.
1: Not only that, well, what I'll say is my least favorite genre is first-person shooter.
0: And, oh, well, I always play it in third-person.
1: almost every game now is, like, meant to be played as a first-person shooter.
0: This is true. I guess the notable exception... Well...
1: Like, even when they give you an option not like to? Like, big, most of the time, it's like, that's that's how I intend you to play.
0: Big, big mainstream games most of them have first person shooter stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I was going to say, I don't know, there's Mass Effect. Yeah, like, those games are third person shooters. I played
1: Mass Effect 2 and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Hate it so much. I thought it was a bad RPG and a bad shooter. And I don't That's care about story. And everyone always goes like, oh, it was the greatest game ever because of an epic story. And I was like, I, I didn't care. I did not care about the story. It wasn't epic hmm. to me. I don't know.
0: I liked them. I played all three of those I shits. wanted to
1: have a good RPG or a good shooter. But I just... I didn't feel like it really got there. On either count. Never finished it. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying.
0: And you don't do indie games.
1: Um, I don't really play them.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. I mean,
1: if there were a good ones, so I'd play them. What are the good ones?
0: Oh. I mean... They're like Spelunky Firewatch came out recently. That's pretty good, supposedly. I didn't play that one. There's The Witness.
1: I've never even heard of these. Uh, Are they just like on Steam or whatever?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Man, there's, there's all kinds of games. Oh, you didn't play Ori and the Blind Forest? I heard that was
1: good but I, I, I've I, actually heard of that one. But no, I have not yet played it.
0: Yeah, there's like a lot of um, little interesting platformers and other kinds of games.
1: Well, okay, so when you go to the platformers, that always seems like they're just trying to like revive 1992.
0: Yeah, Is but a lot of the times like. they do stuff that never happened in the old days. Right.
1: But you can still, there's still Yoshi, right?
0: No, sometimes there's Yoshi. Okay, cool. all right. He eats berries, and if he eats... If he
1: eats enough berries... He eats five of them and you get a one a coin. Uh, what I happens? I have <laughs> no clue. A one-up? I don't know how it works. He eats...
0: No, I think if he eats a lot of berries, he shits a mushroom.
1: What kind of mushroom?
0: Regular kind. Oh,
1: who cares about that?
0: Yeah. If you're small, though.
1: Yeah, if you're small, you ain't been playing it right. That's all I know. Mario yeah, I guess World. that's...
0: What if you're doing a weird challenge? By the way, thanks.
1: The hell I want to play Mario World now. I don't have to, like... Well, you you fucking I don't should. I do have to emulate the shit out of that as soon as we get off of here. <laughs> <laughs> play all the special levels and everything. <laughs> so you can get...
0: Oh, you gotta play Tubular. So you can
1: get the most stars. The right amount of stars.
0: Is, is Tubular one of them? Is Gnarly one yep, of them?
1: I think those are both among them. I don't know what those were called in Japanese, but, uh... They were really going for the cool factor. It's gnarly. Um. So yeah, I mean, look, no, I'm totally willing to accept it's just me, but since I'm just me, it's I I prefer a a bygone era of video games.
0: I mean, it's like GoldenEye was cool.
1: GoldenEye was pretty sick. Was that '96 or something? But Call of Duty is better than GoldenEye. Which one? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I mean, the graphics are better. Like,
0: Black Ops or Black Ops 2, maybe? The,
1: the graphics are better, obviously. I mean, now if I went back and tried to play Golden, I'd be like, why are they all square? What's happening?
0: I think movement feels better, shooting feels better. See, I, I
1: haven't noticed, like, a an appreciable difference in that oh, way. you want to be out there with them clubs? Well, no one wants the clob. That is, that is the shittiest gun, for sure don't use the clob oh it's always the worst when you're like playing a multiplayer match and the only thing that's near you is a clob and you're like oh I can't believe this I'm gonna have to fight my way out of this room with a club, that's a suicide mission yup I'd rather have the PP7 seriously <laughs> right
0: don't you just spawn with the PP7 yeah I'm
1: just like no nope, I'll leave the club there I'll just use the PP7 that's cool <laughs> get a silencer for them shits that's the good stuff I don't even know why you can have the non-silence PP7. It's dumb.
0: So what about Grand Theft Auto in all of this?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Grand I Theft Auto's mean, what, boss.
0: What game from 1992 was better than Vice City onwards? I have. I don't enjoy Grand Theft Auto 3 as much as some of the later 3 was a
1: little bit more linear, I think, was the problem. It was open, it was open world and sandbox, but there was a lot less to do.
0: And it was a small world. Yeah,
1: they yeah the maps weren't very big yet, <clears throat> but that was the cool one where we always saw those gang fights. So that was nice.
0: We yeah. just go to an intersection
1: I, somewhere, the border of gang territories, and then just watch dudes just duke it out all day.
0: I forever will recall where that lot is where you can get that sports. Call. That's right.
1: <laughs> yep. And again, the fantastic uh, music on the radio. <laughs> and uh,
0: yeah, but the music got better for the all the next because they
1: started using songs that you've heard of and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you discover that you like them. Like your favorite song, Young Turks. (laughs) That's your favorite song, right?
0: I have heard it a distressing number (laughs) of times now.
1: Is your favorite part where he kind of speaks things? And he goes, Young Young hearts, hearts, be free free tonight. tonight. you're like, oh, boy, this is... I didn't think the song could get worse, but it just got worse. That's definitely worse. (laughs) Time is on... Yes, Does
0: it remind me of flying around in a Shamal? <laughs> yes, it
1: does. <laughs> and I like that you specifically have a very good memory of what all the cars and planes are called. I can never remember. I'm like, I don't I know, I'm in the one that's a fake Mustang. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, you know what I mean?
0: I remember them increasingly from later, uh, from earlier games. Like, I, I, have, I have paid less attention as we get further and further along. Yeah,
1: like, I know it flashes every time I get in one, but I'm usually paying attention. It's to called the
0: stallion, by the way. I'm usually
1: paying attention to something else. Um. Yeah, dude. And there's like an Admiral, right? That's one. Yeah. And like a um. Blista, Blista Compact.
0: Yes. And I have been to the websites that indicate which cars they're all based oh, good.
1: on. Good. I think we might have talked about this before. Not on this show, but in the past.
0: I think at some point. I probably pointed you to this website yeah. that said that the Admiral had the grill from a 72 Lincoln Continental, but it had the the rear end looked like a 74.
1: What? So they things. made up some kind of fictional... Oh, it's fake. It's a fake. Fake it's, universe. It's okay, fake. that's fine. That's totally fine, then. I was about to get really mad about that.
0: Yeah, but all the cheetahs and infernuses and... Uh...
1: Oh, yeah, um... Hold on, I think I can name another one. Uh... Oh, the Daihatsu monstrosity is never actually in-game, is it? Don't you just hear ads for it?
0: Also, it's my batsu.
1: Oh, too. Is Daihatsu a real company?
0: Yeah, it was a real car oh, Sorry,
1: company. my mistake. My my Batu Monstrosity. <laughs> was, that, was that like the Canyon Arrow?
0: I think it was. It went real slow with the hammer down. It's the country fried truck that's endorsed by oh,
1: clown. Canyon
0: Arrow.
1: I'm sitting here and playing my Star Trek timelines. That's responsible. What? This is a poncho for me by me, right? That's a good point. Okay. Play my timelines, and I uh, recently have unlocked the ability to uh, like go, do the full warp, like warp ten or whatever. You know what I mean. Oh, you just got that? Yeah. Well, I ain't been spending any money on this game, so gaining them VIP levels is slow. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, like I like that now I can warp all these missions like super but fast. But now you only get to play five minutes, <laughs> That's right? But now I'm <laughs> done playing almost instantly.
0: That's my favorite part
1: about that. It's how quick it goes. Yeah.
0: yeah Though most of the time that I am playing that game, I am waiting for it to load all the way to the play button.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I appreciate not having to sit there and individually warp each one. Cause I know I'm not going to get what I want. Cause the game is the devil. It never gives me the item that I want to war- get out of the level. So I like that part, but yeah, then it's over and I'm like, oh, I gotta find something else to do now.
0: Yeah. You just get more games, <sighs> but
1: they're all torture games. They're like, come yeah, back!
0: Many of them are very Play torturous. every day.
1: Not only that, can you play like 11 times today? 11 separate individual times we need you to come back and play. Oh, I never do. I never oh, do. I waste resources. Okay, and then... uh, oh, But we're never going to like give you the items and things that you want, so you're constantly going to be pretty disappointed that you spent time playing it.
0: You know what you should play that's not too shitty about that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, where you don't have to say to it, don't be shitty.
0: Fallout Shelter.
1: Oh, is that... Is that a game similar to this based on the Bethesda Fallout universe?
0: Yeah, you're the overseer of a vault. Okay. So you, like, build the rooms and you attract settlers and you train them. You send them out on missions.
1: Kind of like shuttle missions?
0: Yeah, but, like, you don't need to get something out of that that unlocks a progression. Hmm. They're just, like, optional shits you can do.
1: Is it more interesting than building the shelters in the game? In the actual game? Like, the actual Fallout game? Because I hated that. Yes, I yeah. thought that was a game that existed just to, like, um...
0: Just, you mean the Settlement? The se- yeah, the Settlement,
1: which just existed... I'm not even sure why it ex- Just so they could say they had, like, a side quest, but it, it was so pointless and dumb. It just took my time up. It didn't really give anything back to me.
0: It, because you don't... It doesn't do anything for me. That's you. what I'm
1: saying. Like, i just like, okay, cool, I built Settlement, now what? Build more? You want to build 50 settlements? I don't care.
0: It's like, you don't see the effects, like...
1: All you have to do is manage it. It's just like babysitting. Everyone, Every single one of them has to call for help every once in a while, and you have to keep going back and make sure their defenses work and everything. It's dumb.
0: Right, they're not making the surrounding community better. Yeah.
1: Which I think is the express, the stated goal, right? The right. To rebuild society or whatever? Yeah, they're not doing
0: that. Instead, all they're doing is... I don't know, let's say you've got every possible settlement up and running... And you've got him pretty maxed out. You're making the lives of a
1: hundred people in the Commonwealth more <laughs> That's secure. right. You killed oh, it. That's it, though. A hundred. Yeah. Good job. You really made a huge impact on the world.
0: No, I guess you can actually have up to 30 per settlement. So, you know, realistically, that could be as many as six or seven hundred people. Right.
1: Well, that's cool. I don't need to save it's everyone cool. on the whole planet. It just i don't it doesn't make the game more fun for me, I guess is what I'm saying. It's not fun. it seems like work but it's like
0: yeah they should like when if there's an area where you have all of the settlements and they're in good shape, like maybe no more super mutant encounters in that area, yeah, that'd be cool no no more ghouls just out on the map. maybe there are still dungeons you can go in, but like also maybe. Maybe they start clearing the roads of debris.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, we can see sort of, uh, at least in-game, the difference that that settlement is having on the surrounding right. community or surrounding land. Yeah, something.
0: Because I've played hundreds of game days of that. I know you play. have. These things could have thriving farms. Right. You know, there could be irrigation projects in these settlements, but no. They just, every so often, someone's sister gets kidnapped. <laughs>
1: That's right. Just don't ever talk to what's-his-name. Garvey? Is that his name?
0: You gotta be careful, because if you pass through a settlement, they can give you quests. Ugh. without have, They bypass Garvey if you walk too close to a guy.
1: It's like, great, another meaningless quest that is nothing, that I've played 50 times already. Yeah, that game didn't really... it never got anywhere near Skyrim for me. It just, it just didn't. For one thing... It's just not cool. For one thing, I finished it hella quick. Like, Skyrim always took me, f- like, forever to finish.
0: I think it's because you got more caught up doing side questy shit.
1: Well, I, I mean, it's not like I was trying... I wasn't, like, trying to make the main storyline go by in Fallout. I just, like... I played it for a couple of weeks, and it was or, and it was done. And I was like, oh. Um, I beat it? I guess I beat it. Like,
0: but, Like, did you do all the stuff, like... Did you do the railroad missions where you have to put the weather monitoring devices at high points throughout the city? Nope. Okay.
1: No, I, I mean, there are still things for me to do on there, and I've got the DLC that I can play. But it was just... there's five DLCs are out now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but it just seemed like uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like there was as much there as there was in Skyrim. But...
0: I don't know. Like, Skyrim was just cool. Yeah. Like, it didn't really make sense how few people there are in that world. <laughs> no,
1: dude. Every town is a fucking one granny town and there's only like four towns. It's like... Yeah. Uh, So, in that, that
0: breaks immersion to some extent, but like...
1: That's a problem in every single game. You've yet to see a game that has anything that could even approach like a medieval or ancient population.
0: Yeah, it's a problem even in in the newest, best Grand Theft Auto games. Like,
1: Those have the most people. That
0: area of Los Angeles is pretty big, but it's still not actually that big and most of it is not interactive in any way right. it's just randos on the streets
1: yeah and that and that one has the most characters probably of any of these games but they are all just weird randos that you can just kill infinitely forever or yeah. leave alone infinitely forever whatever you want to do
0: and look there's there's a lot of stuff to do in that that's a that's a great game mm-hmm. I actually, I should probably get it again for the Xbox. <laughs> buy
1: it a ninth time or whatever. No, I'll just
0: wait till the next one happens. Whatever the next thing is. Yeah, I don't know
1: how many times we have to buy these damn things. <laughs> I'm not buying it again. I think I did, but I didn't have the option to play it on my PlayStation because my PlayStation broke. It still makes me mad, by the way. It still makes me yeah, really well, mad.
0: Well, now my PlayStation's in the bedroom, and I'm definitely not going to get any Grand Theft Auto time in there. That's where Katie is watching Seinfeld.
1: Ah, well, that's and, lots of content. And uh, and then when I'm in
0: there, we're just watching Star Trek or uh, QI or it was something else.
1: Is that like Adam Carolla's um, fake horror movie Gay Eye? <laughs>
0: I don't think I'm aware of that. No,
1: it's a, it's a script for a movie he came up with uh, parodying horror movies where somebody gets uh, like a, gets a donation, gets an organ transplant an organ or donation. something, and it yeah. comes from a serial killer, and it makes them a serial killer.
0: But that just makes him... He get, gets one gay he gets, eye. He
1: gets a gay person's eye, and then he's suddenly attracted to dudes. That was. I think that was pretty much as far as he thought it out.
0: That's enough to make the <laughs> and
1: movie. And I think I the very clever name he came up with for it was Gay Eye. <laughs> <clears throat> i don't know what, what's qi it's a
0: panel fake game show
1: oh yeah uh, he told me about this
0: yeah you know, Stephen fry hosts yeah, yeah. it and they have british comedians uh and some not comedians like the last one we watched had brian blessed as one of the panelists
1: are, are the answers they give hella cheesy and canned like hollywood squares or something
0: It's better than Hollywood Squares, but I often feel like the one person who knows the answer has been fed it. Yeah. Although sometimes they just bring on a supposed expert. Like, they tailor questions to the people.
1: That's better, because I...
0: But most of it is just making jokes. But unlike Hollywood Squares, it's not like someone has to decide whether the answer is right or wrong. And it's scored sort of like, whose line is it anyway? Where at the end they tell you who won. That's right. And you're like, alright, none of this actually matters, this is yeah, just... Yeah, the
1: scoring doesn't really count, I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Was I entertained?
0: This is the confessional in sitcoms that started up in the 2000s. Right. Like, it doesn't actually make any sense that this would be a documentary.
1: Yes, and in fact, in most of them, they don't even bother explaining what is happening when the person is talking directly into the camera.
0: Yeah, like Parks and Rec just abandoned that completely. The Office got back to it at the end of its Modern run. Modern
1: Family, I don't think, has ever brought it up.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they just do the format, yeah. but like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, the scoring is that level of abstraction. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, it's just sort of fun.
1: We still haven't watched the Great British Baking Show. We need we need to do that.
0: Need, yeah. Yeah. You, you do. You that. will be enchanted like everyone else in the world has been by it.
1: Good. Because I've been getting by it's just watching like, Good Eats.
0: It's just good and nice, and you want everyone to do well.
1: I've been getting by watching Good Eats collections on Netflix, and it's not really doing it for me.
0: Um, some of it does not hold up super good. Yeah, the early Good Eats is real
1: rough. Yo, yeah, yeah. If I if it seems um, too early, I, I kind of just skip on. I don't want to see it. I
0: still like that, but it's just like, just let me watch it in chronological order. Oh, don't. Yeah, I know. Stop it with the collections. It's just
1: random episodes from random time periods that don't fit together it's aggravating i'm a completionist i i reach completion when i watch good Eats. <laughs>
0: that's what i'm saying uh now is that are you thinking about alton himself no 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 are you thinking about his sister Marsha?
1: no uh, it's that angry asian woman
0: are you thinking of w? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She's she's so angry and gross, and uh what can I say? That's kinda what I'm into.
0: You like some mean. <laughs> Your wife is very sweet, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm the one who likes some mean.
1: <laughs> she knows it. Uh that's as good a place as any to leave this. Yeah. Uh whor- horse horse pie? To call them pies? You know, uh
0: I know you're wrapping it up. This is the week that we actually got tweets. No
1: way. Yeah. Uh we did have a week off. Maybe that helps. We did, did have a, a... week All right, off. Well, let's we can we can read some tweets. Um I have been pretty disappointed by the uh the level of tweeting that we've we've had so far. Come on, yeah. people. Uh
0: so in our in our last episode before our week off, we were trying to figure out the Trump Russia thing Oh yeah yeah. And uh and then uh your wife posted an an article essentially explaining that Russia would like to help Trump because Trump has vowed to uh renounce NATO.
1: Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> they Not that he has any power to do that or anything, but uh <laughs> which I, I
0: but I think we all agree Russia would be yeah. pro uh American isolationism. They'd be pretty
1: happy with that. Let's give him a free hand whatever they want. Sure.
0: They're starting starting some shit up in the Ukraine again right now. I saw that, right now.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, They're
1: doing the real old school thing where they make up that the other side is being aggressive as an excuse to be aggressive. Well, they saw how well it worked in Turkey. <laughs> it works everywhere, dude. <laughs> if you're a dictator, you just go, no, they started it. They were being assholes, so we had to respond. That false
0: flag shit works real mm-hmm. good. Everyone is still dumb and going. Yeah, when you
1: don't have like a fully independent press that can like look at stuff. It's real easy to pull that shit.
0: Uh, So thanks, Marjan, for posting that.
1: Yes, Marjan tries to make us um, edumacated, which is nice.
0: Uh, Then something about blood and ethnicity and names. I didn't really follow
1: it. Uh, She always gets mad when I... People always get mad when I talk about how um, my name is the most important thing about me because it's the most accessible thing about me. It's the thing that everyone's going to see and hear about me. You know? Like, I'm just some white guy. But through my name, you but can at least you might be able to tell what kind of white guy.
0: Nielsen spelled a little bit funny gives you some color, right?
1: Exactly. I have the Danish spelling, so it's like right. okay, so I might as well just be Danish, right? I'm not. I mean, I'm a little, but it doesn't really make any difference. That's what that's what'll be easiest. My my heritage is Danish. But she always gets mad about that. But it's you know, it's, I feel like it's unassailable.
0: Uh, we also said that nobody wants to be French. Yep. Uh, uh, ben thinks that the Quebecois want to be French. I
1: wonder. I th-
0: but I don't think that they. Yeah,
1: do. I think don't both sides of that. Look at the look at the other one as rubes and trash.
0: Yeah, I think hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I think
1: the Quebecois look at the French as uh, gross old world trash, and the French look at the Quebecois as nasty Canadian white trash. I, I believe is how it right.
0: goes. What the Quebecois want is not to be English, and that's different. Yeah, or
1: Canadian, really. They're not super interested in being English or Canadian.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they have uh, they have beef with the Anglo Canadians. Yeah. Uh, you can ask fans of uh, Maurice Richard about that. <laughs> he uh, the Rocket he punched a ref one time.
1: The Rocket Richard. Th- yeah, the Rocket, not the Pocket Rocket, his brother.
0: Not the Pocket Rocket.
1: That's a real thing. I didn't make that up. Yeah, uh, yeah. They
0: just want to not, not have Anglo Canadians telling them what to do.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah I agree with you. I don't think they want to be French either. <clears throat> I mean, we got to ask yes. some, but we'd have to like talk to them, and that's uh, I'm not really willing to do that.
0: Uh, then Ben also tweeted the word cake with an exclamation point. I think we played a lot of cake last yeah, time. Yeah, we
1: talked about them and stuff. Talked yeah. about how I think the last several times I've been to a record store, which means many years ago, was to buy a cake record.
0: Yeah, uh, and then at some point Ryan started listening to the podcast, <laughs> so he tweeted a bunch of shit. Um, but as usual for this guy, he never tweets context. In fact, none of you do. <laughs> you just re- you have the thing you have to understand is that we are not listening at the same time that you are listening, <laughs> and in fact, we are listening never.
1: Not only that, this show is not thought out, so huh. we are not going to remember anything that we talked about.
0: So, Ryan, when you say, at brother date, how is the 90s Mustang possibly worse than the 80s Mustang?
1: Well, okay, at least that's a full... That is a coherent yes, thought. Yes, that's at least a full question, and we can explore that. I don't know if we talk and about And I'll it. talk
0: about that in a second. I actually saw examples of both of them today, and I still contend that the 90s is worse. Okay. Uh, but when you tweet, at brother date, Zoe was pregnant. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's tougher. It is a tough one. That's tougher, so, though. Wait a
1: minute. Who's Do I know someone named Zoe? Who's Zoe? Zoe who?
0: When you tweet, At Brother Date, No last man on Earth?
1: Mm, that's a show.
0: I know that's the name that's of a, a show. show. <laughs> I don't know what your tweet
1: means. Did we mention that things were DVRing? I don't know.
0: And when you tweet, At Brother Date, Working Nights wreaks havoc with your breakfast food decisions. Oh, that's a tough one. I
1: mean, that's, again... I
0: believe that. Yes, yeah,
1: a- again, at least a full coherent thought. <laughs> we can explore it. But I don't know what it means. We can explore it.
0: Uh, so the 80s Mustang was, was a weird departure. Right. But even in the 70s, the Mustang two had already started to walk back the good work that the original Mustang did.
1: Yeah. So you're talking like post, like fastback, um, super muscle car Mustangs of the early 70s. Right.
0: Exactly. Once the oil crisis hit and Mustangs got smaller and dumber. Yeah.
1: And they were definitely small and dumb in the 80s, for sure.
0: Yeah. And they, yeah, they looked like, a little bit like Ford Escorts. And by which I mean they looked basically <laughs> exactly like Ford Escorts. <laughs> right. uh, but then they took the self same car and they put a different body on it. Yeah. For the 90s and they tried to make it aerodynamic looking.
1: It was very ugly and stupid.
0: And they put those weird triangular wheels on there. You know what I'm talking about, the Mm Y-shaped wheels. Uh, It's just just worse. Because it's the same car. It's the same dumb car. You just made it look like all of the bad cars of the 90s. Yeah, so
1: so obviously I grew up seeing a lot more of the 90s Mustang just because of my age. And I always hated the 90s Mustang. It, It is an embarrassment. It's an ugly car, and I didn't know why it was still called a Mustang. But I kind of see Ryan's point, because when I look at the 80s Mustang, and like you just pointed out, it is essentially a Ford Escort. I feel like that's the most insulting thing to put the Mustang name on. Because you're not even trying to make it cool. You're like, we're going to take the coolest car, most iconic car, and we're going to keep the name, but we're really going to make this a real little fucking P-word car. Yeah. Like, well, just rename it. Just cancel it. Just just cut that and introduce a new car if you're going to do that. Right?
0: I I mean, I get it, but I spent like three miles driving behind one of those today that was red with white racing stripes. Oh, they tried to sport it up a little bit. And it was like the upmarket engine version. Oh. And it was making a good sound and it's so angular. Right. Like so squared off <laughs> yeah. that there was something cool about okay. it. Whereas every time I have ever seen a 90s Mustang, I just think uh, that's the cool secretary.
1: Yeah, the 90s Mustang is definitely he- like and, a Helen a neutered version of a cool car. It's extremely yeah, new. I mean,
0: it, it, let's be clear, it's a Mazda Miata. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it is exactly the same. I mean, it's not literally the same car because the Miata is... Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, you know, the Miata is rear-wheel drive,
1: so maybe it's the exact same car. <laughs>
0: uh, it's uh, it's real close. the The Fox Body Mustangs are, I mean, yeah, it's almost it's too heavy to be a Miata, is what it really right. is. Uh, but like, it's that same
1: market. Yeah, fake sports car.
0: And I drive a V six Mustang. In fact, I just rolled over a hundred thousand miles.
1: Nice today. job, buddy. Did yeah. you take a picture? Are you going to celebrate?
0: I did take a picture, so I lost my decimal point. Ah,
1: oh, that's crazy, because
0: that's six digits. It doesn't just so.
1: stop at like ninety-nine fifty-nine, like um, like Final Fantasy or something.
0: No, it, <laughs> it does not. Uh, but um, yeah, that car sucked. And by the way, I wouldn't buy my Mustang again.
1: Yeah, either. I've noticed that. Uh, I don't think it even really took you that long before you were kind of not happy with the Mustang.
0: It's just so not comfortable to drive and the plastic dashboard rattled right away so it's
1: okay to to explain that when you're younger you make mistakes right but i I am interested in what your thinking was going out of the lot with it like when you made the decision what you were thinking
0: i mean it looked like a mustang (laughs) that's right yeah
1: that's true it was fairly new when you was that the first year was back or the second year or what
0: is the first day. Yes, It was like 2 months after. So It was
1: like pretty exciting that it came back and it looked like a muscle car and it was cool. That was before yeah. Dodge did that to every one of their cars and everything like that.
0: And also it was right before cars got real powerful again. Yep. So like my car is rated at 210 horsepower. Right, your
1: V6, yeah. Yeah,
0: which is um, you know, it's more powerful than most average sedans, unless you get the like the big engine. Yeah, my Mazda six sedan. is
1: the. <laughs> by the way, it's really hard to tell with cars these days. Like the base model, they'll call something like Extreme Sport or something, and
0: really? then you are
1: like, "Wait, I must have like a really high level." And then you are like, "No, this is the, the this is the base level." There is six more extreme levels of sport after this one. Uh, yeah, mine's like one hundred and seventy horsepower or something like that.
0: Right. So this is, uh, you know, it's two ten horsepower and it's real torquey. So it. it I mean, you feel that 210 right away. Yeah. Uh, But then it's like... Like, now the V6 Mustang is 300 horsepower. Right. And all of the cars that followed the Mustang into the market, like the... Charger. Challenger and the new Camaro. The Charger was a a bigger car and it's a sedan. Yeah, they came back with a four-door, yeah. But when they brought the Challenger in, like, like they are all significantly more powerful than my base. Uh, Mustang. Right. So, but at the time, that that was pretty. Decent.
1: So basically, it just seemed it just seemed cool.
0: Yeah, and it was like I was I was single. I didn't need a back seat. Yeah. I just got my first job. Good job. Because
1: I remember just being really disoriented by how bad the view was from the front seat. When I got in the Mustang, oh, the first I don't time. find that at all. Really? I, I've, yeah. i yeah, I feel like the dash is so high on that thing.
0: Oh, I'm, six I'm not, I'm not even
1: tiny. Like I'm not a tiny person. I just, no, you're not. I just feel like you're... it's it, when you get into like a regular car, like just a regular ass sedan. Like I just feel like the vision's a lot better.
0: Oh no, no, no! There's so much glass around you in the Mustang. Mm. Like the, uh, I mean, you have to learn where the front of the car is. That's the thing. Okay. Because it's a very long nose, right? But the windshield is very tall, and the windows, because it's a coupe, are very long. Mm. Like the doors and windows are real long. So every time I get into Katie's car, the visibility is much worse.
1: Huh, that's so weird. Because I, really every time I've been in the the uh, passenger seat of your Mustang, I've been like, man, why is why like why is the dashboard so high? Like I feel like it's distracting me. When I get in Marjan's car, it's the opposite. She drives um the Hyundai, whatever, Elantra, whatever the base Hyundai is. And uh, I feel like that thing has a crazy, crazy low dash and so, like, so much visibility out the front. Like, it's actually distracting sometimes. Like, how much more I can see out of hers than I can out of mine. (laughs) And I I feel like I got the opposite when I went into the Mustang. But I don't know, maybe that's just, that was my impression of it.
0: Well, there's a thing, too, and this is probably uh, just personal to me, But like, if I feel like my line of sight cuts off, like at my eyebrow level Mm. in a car, I get motion sick. Oh, so a lot of that view in the Mustang is up, right? Which is not useful for driving, right? (laughs) But if you don't don't get sick, that's useful. (laughs) But it, but it, it really makes me feel better.
1: Well, fuck it then. Keep the Mustang. Forever. We're nah, no, it's garbage.
0: Him. I mean, I have to keep the Mustang because
1: so uh, my
0: new car down payment went into my cat.
1: Oh, yeah. Poor Harley. Well,
0: he's a premium cat now.
1: <laughs> that's right. You put in the dollars.
0: <laughs> I mean, previously he cost $25 He twenty five to get. Yep. Yeah, and he weighed 25 pounds. That so, was a good uh, deal.
1: I was paying for your it was buck. A good deal.
0: Now he's more expensive. Yeah,
1: yeah. You guys kind of went the um, the Nielsen way on that uh, on that cat purchase. Like, wait, how much do cats cost? No, I won't pay that. You can give me a cat for well, twenty bucks, from I'm a... in.
0: We got him from a shelter, and he had his shots and everything. Yeah. And you know, we didn't get him. He's microchipped. We didn't get him from like a cardboard box on the side of the road. But yeah, <laughs> because no one wanted to. Uh, adopt adult cats because everyone wants kittens. right? And because, uh, he and his brother had to stay together and we got him on kind of a two-for-one.
1: That's right. Even more bang for your buck right there because they were both fat. Uh, we,
0: we got them quite,
1: quite cheaply. Mm. Well, he's, uh, he's recovering from his illness or his illness is ongoing or what's the deal with Harley? Harley the cat.
0: At this point, he's recovering from his surgery. Okay. Uh, the tumor they removed was an adenocarcinoma, so we'll have to see what the next steps are, but they got it out cleanly, and he has been very well imaged, and even they poked around inside there, and they haven't found any other tumors, so my hope is that he has a good prognosis from here.
1: Well, we all hope good things for Harley the cat. It's okay to call him Harley the cat, right? Just in case someone knows someone, No no one knows anybody named Harley, right?
0: I've been calling him Stitches. That's a good one.
1: Or, um... uh, If there's a good nickname for somebody who's had, like, a bunch of their hair shaved off. um. Ben Franklin. Ooh, yeah, he does have kind of like a Ben Franklin hairdo now.
0: (laughs) Just on his belly. He's such a long cat, and they had to get him at both ends because they got those bladder stones out, that that incision of his is, like, nine inches long. Poor guy. It's insane. Like, my appendectomy scar is... Less than a third the size of this cat's incision. But
1: is your was your appendectomy incision big enough to squish that cat into? Could we have inserted the cat into you?
0: How? The cat wasn't born No, 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 yet. okay,
1: not that cat, but a cat that size. Melch it. Let's just say a cat that size.
0: Anything they can get their whiskers through, right? So the widest part of a cat is at the shoulders. Okay.
1: Could we, they can
0: get into any space they can get their
1: with. Could please. we have inserted a cat into your cavity, is what I'm asking.
0: I think not quite. Oh! Uh, well, I'm sorry. Not Melchit or Harley. Too
1: big. Okay.
0: But a very small cat, perhaps.
1: Okay. Or a kitten, maybe. Yeah. Well, something to think about for another time, everybody. Everybody think about what size cat you think you could fit inside of Judas Cavity.
0: Uh, do you have any thoughts on Last Man on Earth, by the way?
1: Oh, um, that's a show.
0: It's, it's not as good as I want it to be.
1: I agree. Um, it's mostly depressing, Yeah, the actually, guy is and awful. he's such a shit <laughs> awful that I
0: just can't, I just don't like it's it. It's
1: awful, and it's not quite as satisfying as the awful characters in, say, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or something like that.
0: No, because they're cartoonish. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of a dick. You're right. He's a dick.
0: Whereas he, there are moments where you clearly are supposed to empathize with him, but I'm... It's hard to. It's very difficult to because he's such a baby. Harder, uh,
1: harder, or easier to empathize with than Jamie Lannister.
0: I have not watched any of Game of Thrones. I don't know how his portrayal is different. From I, did, I couldn't actually. Books. I
1: read the books, and I couldn't actually remember whether or not they make you start to try to empathize with him.
0: Yeah by by the by the point that they've reached in the books, you are supposed to feel like he's not as bad as his image, and also as the many other characters who have proven to be real, real bad.
1: Yeah, and then I just always go, oh, this is the...
0: Once he loses his hand... Oh, God, that's probably a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And Once he loses his hand, he becomes a little more sympathetic.
1: And uh, I am always just... Uh, in the moment, I'm... The first thing I always think when it goes to one of those moments is, oh, yeah, no, this is the guy who pushed a little kid out of a castle.
0: He definitely did that. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
1: never mind. I don't have to feel bad for this guy at all. Sorry, I writers. Mean... Try again. You know? Like... It's not
0: gonna he didn't. It. He didn't do that. It, like in a cartoon supervillain way, where he laughed. At, he did it because he was discovered. Yeah, doing a bad thing.
1: <laughs> yes, doing another bad thing. Right.
0: <laughs> but still, yeah. No, he is the
1: kid. He is the guy who pushed. The he kid got caught out of the doing castle. a bad thing, so he did a worse thing to get out of it. So yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's the guy that I remember every time the television writers and the fat geek nerd who wrote the books is like, maybe he's not so bad. I always go, nah, he's, he pushed a ten-year-old out of a tower, like it's a six-year-old, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. It's like, nah, he's, he's pretty bad. I don't have to worry about it.
0: I have heard that the last season maybe the next season may be the last season.
1: Okay, I think, there's, I think they're approved to go to eight. I'm trying to remember what number the last one was. I think it was only six. Mm. If last season was season six, then they still have two to go, because I think they're contractually good through with season eight.
0: Maybe what I saw was season eight will be the last season. and I just thought they were already on seven. Yeah, I think
1: they have two seasons to wrap it up and I'm not sure each season is going to be 10 episodes. They might be fewer, which is a real ripoff by the way. I know it's an expensive show and it's hard to make, but you wait a whole year and then it's over in like fucking few weeks. And last season wasn't that good. I, I'm not even like a huge fan of the geek and nerd, but it, the television writers, uh, once they kind of branched off onto their own shit, the it was it became real cliche television. So mm.
0: well, that's a shame. I have not seen even one episode of it though.
1: It's not all bad. Um it's not as good as the books, and I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the books. I, I don't think Game of Thrones is like the best show on television or anything like that. It's just it's well made, clearly it's expensive. But um the writing is as usual the culprit.
0: Do you think there's some actual historical fiction that could be read instead? Because the magic parts of Game of Thrones are the least interesting to me. The least
1: interesting in everything. In every show that introduces magical elements, it is the worst element. Because it's just, they use it as plot band-aid, and fucking... The application of it is always bonkers and stupid, and causes a lot of... Continuity issues, and you're always like, wait, why didn't they just do this then if they got magic, or why didn't they do that? Or it ruins every show. It ruined fucking Battlestar Galactica and Deep Space Nine, and fucking um, all of the Ron Moore shows, right? I think everything he's in has magic. Certainly that uh, fuck book show. What
0: was, what was the magic in Deep Space Nine? The prophets. The prophets.
1: They're, I mean, they're basically magic, right?
0: Like I guess, but they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're no more magical than Q. Right. They're more mystical. Right.
1: Well, Q's magic too.
0: I mean, Q's the worst. That's part. what I'm saying.
1: Q's the worst part because he's magic, and none they're of it No makes more sense.
0: magical than Kevin Uxbridge. <laughs>
1: right. Who's also a problematic character. I mean, a
0: little <laughs> bit. He's—he's—he gen- is a genocidal maniac. Yeah. I mean, accidentally.
1: Well, yeah, it's the kind of accident where you get really mad and you punch someone in the face, and then they accident—they die, and you're like, oh. I thought I was just punching him. I didn't know it would kill him. But, like, sometimes when you punch someone in the face, they die. Like, it happened. That's true.
0: It was always a possibility. Yeah, it was a
1: possibility, and you meant to do it because you were angry. He's like, oh, I thought some angry thoughts at him, knowing that I am a creature that exists, like, solely on magical thoughts.
0: They're no more magical than uh, Nagilum. Right.
1: Nagilum, who... (sighs) Jesus, we're already already an hour and a half, it. I can't even get into Nagilum right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They're no more magical than the Scytherians.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh,
0: maybe. I don't really remember their deal. I haven't gotten to them yet.
1: So anyway, you introduce the magical element, and everyone's just like, eh, "This sucks."
0: I, I, They're no more magical than the Traveler or Wesley Crusher. My,
1: my old coworker Brandon he he said he was way into Game of Thrones season one until the last scene of season one when he saw some dragons, and he went, "I'm never watching again." I can't ever. That's the worst. Can't part, ever right? watch that again. Dragons? Like, why does that matter? Because the first season is mostly just uh, dudes with swords, and you're like, oh, cool, this is like some cool medieval fiction. Like, I'm into this. Does the
0: first season not start with the weird zombie prologue, like the first book? It does,
1: but then, like the book, it abandons that. But, like, you
0: just forget about it, because then you get into the interesting stuff, the the politics. (laughs) The political intrigue. Of of the world, which are interesting, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Dudes came back to life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you don't see those guys again until, like, season three or something. So they, they go away for a while. But yeah, he's like, nah, I saw some dragons and I'm that I was never going to watch again. And he didn't, as far as I know. <laughs> I, read that,
0: I read that first part of that first book in a tire shop.
1: You were just killing time?
0: Yeah, I was getting four new tires put on my
1: car. <clears> last time I was getting tires, I was playing Star Trek Timelines.
0: Woo! I didn't even have an iPhone then.
1: Well, it's been a while since you got tires. I hope they're rated. Is that right?
0: Well, it was in, it was in the summer of 2011. Maybe I did have an iPhone by then. Yeah. I feel like I didn't.
1: I don't know. I, I These things, <clears throat> they've accelerated so fast. I, I forget it really wasn't that long ago when like iPhones were AT&T exclusive. So unless you were on AT&T, you couldn't get an iPhone.
0: Right. Let's see. The first one I got was a 4, but it was only a year before the 5 came
1: out. You're doing your internet so That research? was about
0: five years ago. Yeah, I maybe had an iPhone or or maybe didn't even have one yet. Hmm.
1: <laughs> like how anyway. you've associated that with that tire meet that that uh, tire appointment you had, whether or not you had an iPhone.
0: Well, I've had those tires repaired twice since then. Yeah. So,
1: well, hopefully under warranty.
0: Yep. We have to. Yeah, yeah we gotta up get up. out of I'm here. It's crazy. Out. This is like this is like a phone call to that one aunt of right.
1: <laughs> we're not allowed to say names. I I, I
0: shouldn't even have said yeah, that. Yeah, that was
1: too much. It's
0: difficult to wrap up.
1: All right. All right, so we're going to see you then. We're going to see you this weekend? Okay. Okay. So, it. okay then. Y- yeah. Yeah, I know. That's really annoying. Yeah. Okay, but, but all right then. So we're, all righty. All righty then. I think uh, another Adam Carolla thing, I think, he has a rule about how many times you're supposed to say all righty then before the phone should just shut off automatically.
0: Uh, that would be a good feature. I have not listened to his podcast in a long time.
1: I just pick and choose.
0: Uh, he is a charged character. Yeah. Like the, half of the internet really thinks he's a villain.
1: Oh, He's villainous in many ways. For yeah. sure.
0: Uh, but he does have some good ideas. Yes. And a phone that automatically shut off after you would said all then <laughs> enough times <laughs> would be real
1: handy. Alrighty then, everybody. Uh, find us at BrotherDate.com. Tweet us at BrotherDate. Um, go to iTunes to subscribe, or um, you know, you can just find us on our website too. So, um, but we will be back. Please tweet us. Join the conversation. That's isn't that what people say about Twitter? So, join, join the conversation.
0: That is exactly what
1: they say about Twitter. All, right. All righty, then. Bye bye.
0: This year he did a duet with Marie Osmond.